Welcome to Chamber Chats, the Halifax Chamber's new podcast where we check in with the local business community, ask government the tough questions, and find ways to save your business money. For the foreseeable future, we're focusing on COVID-19 and the economic impact we're facing, along with available resources and tales of resiliency. Coming to you from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Halifax Chamber's new podcast. I'm Patrick Sullivan, President and CEO of the Halifax Chamber of Commerce and your host for today. We started this podcast as a new way to reach out to our members and to the business community as we navigate COVID-19. And today's guest is Matt Benvey with Evolve Fitness. Matt is the president of Evolve Fitness with two locations located in Halifax and Bedford. He's been in business over 10 years and has grown from three clients to over 700 while leading a team of seven full-time and eight part-time employees who share his vision of changing the way Nova Scotia gets healthy. Matt is also the biggest country music fan in Canada. Well, that's a challenge. Welcome, Matt, and thank you for joining us on Chamber Chats. Thanks very much, Patrick. Good to be here. Okay, well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you're here, Matt. You've been uh, you've been exceptionally busy the last little while, I think, haven't you? I have been. Yes, it's been different, but very, very busy. Well, I, I want to go right back to the beginning. So, when did you, you guys, did you learn that you were going to be shut down when the, you know, the the uh, the health department said you're going to be shut down, or did you kind of have a sense it was coming? What did what were you thinking at the beginning? So we had a sense it was coming. We're very lucky. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Todd Hatchett, but he's a uh, he's one of the main infectious disease docs and he, on the job and he's a client of ours so we were communicating with him a lot oh. so he gave us the advice um it was sunday march 14th i think was the date or march 15th we made the decision that day to shut down a little bit retroactively i think the following thursday we shut down the sunday the thursday was when everybody was required to close oh i see oh, okay it's probably better to kind of shut it down i suppose than to uh, than to wait for the uh wait for the answer and have to clear things out. Now, did you, did you say, well, what are we going to do? Or did you immediately jump to online uh, training or what did you think? It was pretty immediate. We, I was actually in Chicago at the time and I had plans to go on to further locations, but doubled back on the way home on the Monday, the 16th. And Mitch, you know, we both said, we knew we had to go virtual. We have 750 clients that needed to work out and thought they were going to work out the next day. Right. So I flew home on Monday. I got home Monday afternoon and I did the first Zoom workout from my apartment on the next morning because I had to quarantine for two weeks. And within a week, we were offering 35 sessions a week on Zoom and we're up to 70 sessions now. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. And you must have expanded that sort of past Nova Scotia now, have you? Oh, yeah. We're actually, it's it. I mean, we have a lot of connections for, for various reasons, but we've got Sao Paulo, we got San Diego, Vancouver, Fort Lauderdale, Nashville. Germany, um, France. There's a couple in France, Dubai, uh, New Zealand. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. And are you putting these online as well so that people can see them later? They don't have to be there for the particular class? or Yeah, so we have a membership site that they can access and they can sign up for the live workouts there and then they can access them for a month afterwards. Oh, great. Now, when you, when you started uh, the online membership, I suppose, uh, you, were, you were thinking initially that it was going to be a fundraiser or was that... Was that something that you were just going to do for for the members? Yeah, so we Mitch uh, was in the trenches because I was in Chicago, and there was a lot of conversations leading up to everybody being closed about the impact that it was going to have on client-owned businesses. Essentially, we have a lot of clients that own local small businesses, and they were really worried. So 
Mitch made the suggestion to me that we open this up to anybody. You're going to offer it to our clients anyway, but then open it up to anybody and offer it by donation. So we set it up that anybody could join and we said that 100% of, of the donation would go. And initially, you know, we didn't know how long we were going to be closed. So we said this 21 day challenge and we were going to give them a new habit to work on every day for 21 days and really try to improve their health in a, in a challenging time. And then the goal was to raise $5,000 and it just kind of blew up on us. So it, today was actually the first official real day of our permanent virtual offering because we were in this never ending loop of people wanting to join for 21 days. Right. And then we, we finally um, turned it into a full-time offering. So how, how much did you raise? Um, to date, it's actually crazy. We raised $65,000, which is hundred percent of that is going to not only gift cards because it grew a lot bigger. We, we have some, some cash just going into nonprofits and charities. And then our clients were quite upset when they found out that we didn't plan to keep any for ourselves. So we created something called Evolve Day and we had a whole weekend where we did um, a bunch of special workouts. And then we had a couple of musicians from Cape Breton do a Cape Breton kitchen party on a Facebook live. And our clients actually raised $25,000 just for us in one day. So we're at 90000 total. Wow, that's amazing. And and you shared that sort of among your your uh, your employees and yourself? or Basically, I mean, we, we've kept our whole staff on. Um, and I think we'll talk about some of those questions later. So it's it's gone to operations. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so you've really expanded this. I mean, I, you know, it's not a, not everyone can take advantage of the opportunity, I suppose. But do you think you're going to continue this as... As time goes on, uh, well, we're very committed right now. <laughs> we we are actually on Monday starting construction on two full time studios. Uh, right now, we're we're just using one of our boot camp rooms. So as soon as that, uh, we have people working from home as well who are, are um, you know, Andrew's doing our yoga from home. His wife's a doctor, so he's he's in quarantine until this is all over. Um, so we have one one really good setup with sound and video, and then but it's in a boot camp room. So when we reopen, we won't be able to use that space anymore. So we're building two two studios and probably a third one, so that they are going to be dedicated for virtual training. And we've already put the offer out there, and and we actually have over 500 members as of right now uh, who are doing the virtual, and it's a monthly fee for thirty dollars a month. Wow, that's awesome. That's a, that's that's great. I was on your website earlier today, but I, I I was sort of looking at the pictures and looking at the awards and and those kinds of things. So I must admit I didn't get into everything. Oh yeah, um, no worries. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's amazing. So you do plan to continue this and and obviously offer it uh, kind of as you are worldwide. Is that the intention? It is. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I I love local and I love our community and and this was such a, a really neat community thing we have a facebook group where everybody is inside and everybody's supporting each other and it was very overwhelmingly positive and the the plan is to grow worldwide for sure but to start very grassroots within our within our community in nova scotia and atlanta canada first right and so these studios would they be smaller they wouldn't they'd only have the instructor in them is that kind of the idea they are about 25 by 20 um so our model is actually kind of two instructors and we eventually want to have like volunteers to come in and participate in the workouts so that we can cue them a little bit more rather than right now um, some of the workouts just have one person and that person does the workout and instructs at the same time and then some of the workouts we also have um, somebody behind the mic that's interacting with the people on zoom call and then the other person is doing the workout so the rooms are big enough that they could fit three or four people if they had to oh i see oh, okay oh that's 
That's great. It's probably hard to get the feedback. It's it's good to have the feedback and and the the timing. I mean, I expect your instructors are uh, uh, like many instructors, probably in better condition than some of your uh, some of your participants. So you don't want them to go too fast for the people on the uh, you know back at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, because my my burpees are a little slower than some of the instructors that I try to follow. You <laughs> well, know? we're actually a burpee free gym, so you might want to join us. <laughs> Oh really? Oh my gosh, that that you know, that's very appealing. I must admit. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's handling things differently, and it, it's amazing to see, um, you know, our local business community adapting. Um, what are you seeing from other gyms? Are they also adapting to fit the changing needs of clients? Uh, I would say most are. I think you know I would never pass judgment on how anybody handles a situation that you could never prepare for, but. I think that you're seeing a lot of people really doing well and a lot of people also struggling maybe on figuring out what to offer and how to offer it. But um, some you can tell are all in on their clients and, and pivoting and offering something new and some are a little bit out of a standstill, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is difficult, obviously, if you don't have the, the technology or the knowledge of how to use technology, it can, it can be tough. That's for sure. Yeah. It's not, not exactly the time to, to go and find that right now either. No, no. Although, I mean, to some extent, you almost have to. I mean, you know, for us at the chamber, um, we decided on Monday, I think it sounds like the same day, Monday, the 16th. Yep. Uh, we decided that we were going to begin to work from home the next day. Um, we signed up for Zoom. Uh, we didn't have Zoom at that point. Yeah, uh, signed, up, signed up for Zoom, had it ready the next day, uh, and now you know we're effectively doing a webinar every single day uh, for uh, for our members. So y- you really do have to adapt and change. Oh, you do. Yeah, standing still at this point is really not the right uh, not the right answer, unfortunately. Yeah, your guys are doing a great job, by the way. I really appreciate it. Oh well, thank you, thank you. So what what's been your biggest challenge as a small business owner during COVID nineteen? I would say time has been my biggest challenge, and I, and I laugh, and it's true. I don't have Netflix, a girlfriend, or I mean, sports would be my hobby, and I can't do those right now or watch them other than the Michael Jordan thing. But uh, time, because you know, not only are we dealing with offering something new, but the admin of 750 members asking questions and things like that has been a little bit daunting. So I'd say time has been the, the number one thing because you know supporting our clients is our number one focus but also you know creating the new revenue stream and impacting more people with the virtual is important as well uh, and doing that with the same amount of staff and then just keeping up with the changes has been tough I'd say that's probably the most stressful thing you know we're lucky that we have a lot of clients that are experts in different areas and we reach out to them for advice and then you know the next day their advice has changed based on what the government has come with and that's not necessarily a bad thing I think the government's doing a great job but um, planning for the future is, is challenging because everything is changing so fast and it's, you know, we don't know when we can reopen and we don't know what that's going to look like when we reopen. So we have plans, but we don't know if those are going to be the plans yet. Right. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, we're, uh, we're sitting here on Friday, uh, and, uh, the state of emergency was supposed to expire on Sunday. Um, but the provincial government just extended it another two weeks. So now that we're up to, May seventeenth, I think, yeah. for the uh, for the state of emergency. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, things are changing. Um, are you taking advantage of any of the available funding programs from government out there? We are. Yeah, we've. Uh, like I said, it's uh, it's been helpful for us. We um, we did the forty thousand dollar loan, where ten thousand is forgivable if paid back by December of two thousand twenty two. We got the five thousand dollar grant, uh, which was great, and then we're taking advantage of the wage subsidy subsidy as well, so that we can keep all of our staff on board. That's great. But all of those programs, as you said, I think have, have gone through iterations, or most of them anyway, have kind of iterated 
uh, you know, over time. Yeah, they have, especially the loan. I mean, the loan was going to work for us anyway, but I know many of my peers um, didn't qualify at first and then did qualify, which is great. Yeah. When it sort of went from 50 down to 20 yeah. kind of thing. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's still an issue, I suppose, for many small businesses who take dividends out of the business. But for salaried, uh, salaried organizations, it, it's much better than it was. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you finding any gaps in the programs or is there anything you'd like to see? Um, I think, I mean, like anything, they're, they're doing something and then they're taking feedback and making changes. And, and I do commend them because they seem like they really care. The, the rent thing is where I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen because we didn't defer our rent and we also don't qualify for the new rent thing. So, um, you know, we've had a, a large impact on our business and the revenue that we're making is a lot different than we were, but it's not catastrophic like the 70% drop that you have to see um, or a drop to zero and be closed. And uh, I've heard that, you know, as of today that they're taking a lot of feedback and we might see some changes to that. But I just think about, you know, the the restaurants and the, the one-to-one services. And I hope that um, because, you know, if we open Evolve Fitness and everybody comes back and, and they all bring a friend, that, that's incredibly awesome for our business. But the, the restaurants, and the one-to-one services, they can never make this stuff up over time. So to expect them to have to pay rent is is kind of challenging, right? Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, they, you know, for you, I, I think you're right. Folks will be able to come. And, you know, so long as you likely maintain social distancing uh, in your uh, in your facilities, uh, you'll probably be okay, uh, you know, with, with more members. But for restaurants, you know, they're going to be just the opposite. They're going to have to take away tables, likely. Um, in order to meet those social distancing requirements. So um, there'll likely be some, you know, some issues uh, for for sure. So, you know, they will need continued support. Um, and whether that's takeout, so whether it's, you know, like you, you're, you're going to buy some gift, gift cards and, and give them away, or whether, you know, it's folks that are uh, going to earn the salaries again, if they're not already, um, going out to those restaurants a little bit more often or taking out. I think it's still it's still important for us to support all of the local businesses in the uh, in the area. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we are hearing, uh, you know, I was just on the phone with government uh, an hour and a half ago, uh, and we are hearing that they're getting lots of feedback on the uh, on the rent program as well. Okay. So let's let's hope that that's going to change. Um, you know, are there things that you guys are doing differently to cut back on costs or, or maybe costs first, but then you, it sounds like you found new revenue streams. Maybe you could describe some of those. Yeah. So, I mean, we have a pretty large Sintas uh, bill every month that has gone away, the changing out of the mats and we have towel service for our clients and, and all of the soaps and for showers and stuff like that. So that's a, a bill that's gone. We did uh, all of our lease equipment. We have quite a, we have a really large space in Strawberry Hill with these a lot of equipment so they were they've reduced our payments for three months basically down close to close to nothing uh those would be kind of the main thing and the wage subsidy would would reduce our wages by a lot so those three things are are, are a major impact on our business and are going to allow us to kind of keep operating at full strength with our entire team um otherwise not not a whole lot i've been because of the the fundraiser and because of um you know being able to give back and all of the goodwill that's coming from that. I've been actually spending more money on Facebook ads and more money on advertising and, and more money on gift cards and just connecting with more people because, you know, this is the time to, and I think strengthen connections and build new connections and see what everybody's up to. And, and when it's all over, then uh, you can hopefully leverage those connections for, for other new revenue streams. 
Yeah, no, I, well, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, anything you can do to, to increase that, uh, you know, that conversation now, I, I heard a great quote the other day and it said, if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And if you're out of mind, you're out of business. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, your comment about buying more Facebook ads, um, you know, I suspect some of your competitors are not increasing their advertising right now. And I, I believe that you'll be top of mind. Yep. Uh, when, uh, you know, when folks come back, uh, and that's important for your business or for any, anybody's business, um, and new revenue streams. I mean, it sounds like, you know, as you move forward, you, you plan to continue to do the online component and, and hope to have, uh, you know, a large number of online participants. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and we have tried and failed virtual training a couple of times because we were never to put, able to put our heart and soul into it. And and recognized that and stopped it both times that we really tried. And this has been, you know, there's never a perfect timing, but it's been great to be able to finally focus on that, realize how awesome it is and how much people enjoy it. And then now, you know, if everybody comes back to the gym and then we have virtual as well, then, you know, for us, yes, more revenue is great, but also the more amount of people we can help is great. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now, you know, we're, we're getting into May. Uh, Prince Edward Island is, uh, has released a plan uh, for their reopening, although the dates are uh, still a little bit up in the air. Um, and it looks like the province uh, of Nova Scotia is starting to think about reopening uh, as we reduce the number of, uh, of new cases of COVID. What do you, what's your reopening plan look like? So the plan is, I mean, listen to Todd Hatchett would be the first plan, but uh... We have a couple of plans in place. We're lucky on Strawberry Hill that we actually just finished a renovation for a third boot camp room, and we have three. Uh, were you in for the workout that day? I was, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yep. so those those rooms usually fit 25 people, and they're, they're 1,500 square feet. So we could easily do a workout at half capacity with 12 people, and we have uh, a plan in place where we're going to design several workouts where you actually don't have to leave your spot. Uh, essentially, we have kind of like six stations where they can do an entire workout in their station. They can clean it before and after, and then they can be on their way. Uh, we can do one-way traffic in that building as well. There is another exit at the end of the building, so we can have everybody come in and not have people passing each other in the hallways. And then just kind of doubling down, tripling, quadrupling down on on cleaning, which we're lucky to have a very large cleaning staff as well. But those things, I think, um, and again, just listening to the experts and taking everything that they tell us, and we rely on on experts and, and our mentors a lot. So, uh, again, don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but opening at 50% is what I anticipate is probably going to happen. And with a third boot camp room, if we open and just keep our membership level the same, increase the number of boot camps we have. Um, and the great thing is, is we do offer cardio and yoga in person, but we can switch those to virtual for the time being and everybody will still have access to them. And then just go all in on our on our on our group training, and then just hope that over time we're, we're able to go up to full capacity. Oh, that sounds amazing! How are you doing cardio, uh, sort of by video? Do, are, do folks need to have a treadmill or a bike, or what are they doing? No, we do bodyweight cardio. It's pretty awesome. It's it, it's tough because you know there's a lot of cardio exercise, and, and probably a burpee comes front of mind. We actually do not do burpees, but like a squat jump and things like that. We try to avoid those type of things because if you're doing a boot camp or a strength workout, you're already doing a lot of legs. So it's a lot of, we call it cardio core. So there's a lot of kind of jumping around and jumping jacks and, and creative core exercises and creative things, but you don't need any any pieces of equipment at all for those. So I was trying to do triathlon myself the last couple of years. So 
the triathlons in 2018 and 2019. And now uh, swimming is my worst uh, event. And now I can't swim at all. And, and yet I need to get ready to go in the water in July, even if it's just a swim. Um, could you set up a workout for me that, uh, that gets me to improve my swimming muscles, even though I can't swim? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, there is a good benefit to cross training and you get it a lot with runners that they're impressed with the crossover of strength training and running. I mean, if you want to be a good swimmer, you got to swim just like anything, but you will by cross training and doing more of the strength based workouts would help you rather than the cardio. Um, I find the cardio aspect of things don't, doesn't transfer as much, but the strength training will uh, improve the muscles that you're going to be using for your strokes and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Well, I will have to uh, let you go from this recording and then I can start to ask you personal questions on how to improve my training. For sure. Okay. Well, thanks, Matt, for joining us today. Uh, I mean, I'm amazingly inspired uh, by your uh, by your efforts around the fundraiser, uh, your contribution to the community and, and your efforts to keep everyone connected and moving while we're still, uh, while we're remaining safe at home. So next time, folks, tune in uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts to learn uh, more about what we're thinking about at Chamber Chats uh, from some of our great members. So follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And thank you all very much. And thank you very much, Matt. Tune in next time at halifaxchamber.com slash podcast. The Halifax Chamber is in your corner.